the long-awaited episode of Porn Chatter. God, this feels pathetic just now with no one feeding back at me, just sitting alone in my bedroom, screaming into a microphone. Do you want? Should we? Should we do this by video? No, that would be even weirder. Okay, that good. makes it like a chat roulette thing, and that's a no. Uh, yeah. The reason that I'm alone in my bedroom is because Asterios is not here. He died in a brush fire accident. So my new co-host is Nick Ricada from the Ricada News Network and his Twitch channel, Ricada Law. Say hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. That's oh, a dad yeah. joke. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. No. I'll, tr- I'll try and... I'll try and not do that. He is legally required to make dad jokes because he has 40 kids, all of which are locked in his car right now, sitting in the lovely Minnesota sun. There, it's, it's the middle of the night. There's no sun. No, it's like I, I've heard Minnesota is like Iceland where it's <laughs> sunny for like 48 hours straight. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. I'll give that to you. Now, Nick is here to talk about Porg Law, so I'd like to jump right into my first legal question. Uh, what type of legal action do you recommend I pursue against actual Illuminati who has been re- relentlessly harassing me to have you on this stupid bird podcast that I don't even care about? <laughs> uh, well, I think the first thing we need to do is to uh, draft up a cease and desist letter and... And send that to him with uh, all sorts of legal threats, including threats of sending porgs to him that he will not be legally allowed to get rid of. And they will peck his eyes out. Is that okay? Yeah. That How? How would they eat the eyes? The same way cats yeah. do it, I assume. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, they're, they're beakless birds. I, do they have teeth? Oh, they very much do have teeth, and that uh, little screaming porg thing we see in the Star Wars, the Star Wars movie, that, like, there's not nine of them, I always fucking say that. Oh, wait, I'm trying to do the no sweary, no sweary, no sweary <laughs> rules, too. How do you do that? I, I have a problem. I can't stop. It's like a, it's like I have some kind of word filter in my brain. Um, I have been able to not swear at will since I was ten. Because I liked swearing so much since I was 10, I had to be able to, you know, turn it off at any moment because of adults. So I just have, uh, you know, like 25 years. No, not that old. Oh, yep, Jesus. No. Wait, did you forget 20. how old you are? Yeah. I actually, uh, funny, not funny to me. I don't know. I told I told clients uh, the wrong age today. I, I mentioned that I was like, no, I'm 36. No, I'm actually 37, but I'm I'm actually 36. But I genuinely I genuinely believed I was 37 earlier today. So when was your birthday? My birthday is December 16th. So oh, well, I will happy. be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy birthday! I hope you had a lovely eight months. Hey, you know what? This this was my three quarter of a year birthday. Uh, yeah, just just well yesterday technically, but okay. Yeah, you. so you're basically thirty eight then, right? No, thirty seven. Because no, I'm only thirty. I'm I'm actually thirty six. I'm but forty. If you count it, if you count it like Koreans count it, where when you're born you're one <laughs> instead of zero. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the <laughs> so big I was, 4-0. I was two. I was two right away. 
that you came out with a mustache and the doctor was like, let's just call this one five. The doctor's like, you know what? He'll go on to do great things. He'll be on something called YouTube and a handful of people will watch him. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I think you have no. You you got a pretty good. You got a pretty good following. I think you have more followers on Twitter now. After this, this purge absolutely obliterated my follower count. Who knew I had so many <laughs> Russian bots? See, I thought I thought when people started uh, talking about losing a bunch of followers, I looked at my count and I was like, oh, I'm 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 doing just fine. So I don't know what uh, what happened, but I what I do know is I need to get some bots. And get some Twitter followers who don't care about me. <laughs> it might <laughs> have been happen. because for the last year, my Twitter bio has been borscht and vodka. I love the USSR death to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, I guess that would probably, they're like, ah, we need to, uh, we need to attract this one. This one will be good. <laughs> this is good account to follow. She will be an unwitting agent, so we need to send all of our best eggs <laughs> as a gift to her. Oh, wait, no, they don't do the eggs anymore, do they? They're just faceless, faceless nobodies. Yeah, they're like, they're like just these weird silhouettes, right? Is that what that is now? Yeah, they're doing the Facebook thing. Speaking of eggs, let's get into the question of the hour. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, porgs and whether or not, if they were real, would it be legal to own one as a pet? Do you have any opening opening remarks you'd like to make? Well, first of all, if they're real is is a weird way to phrase that. I think we should change that to when they're real because Elon Musk is on this. And when he takes Tesla private, we're definitely getting porgs. They're going to give one out with every Tesla. They will be legal to own. Absolutely. Elon Musk, this fucking jack, (laughs) this farking uh, silly head. (laughs) Elon Musk is sitting around having threesomes with uh, rappers and grimes and not making porgs. I'm going to sue him. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but you got to give him time to get Tesla as a private company again. That's the only way we're getting porgs because the deep state is trying to stop him right now. I have a plan to trick Elon Musk into making porgs. Does it involve threesomes with rappers and grimes? Almost. Yeah, you're halfway there. See, what we got to do okay. is we got to take, we got to kidnap Grimes and we got to put her in a chastity belt that will only unlock with the gentle nuzzle of a pork. Yes, yes. And I think we could do the ransom videos on Chatterbait. Yeah, you know. Because you know, <laughs> yeah, you know Musk is trolling Chatterbait. I've heard he's very ugly in person. <laughs> what do you think? You heard he's very ugly in person. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> like what are the are the pictures of him a lie? Like I'm I'm not saying he's attractive in pictures, but I'm just like ugly in person is weird. That would seem to imply a contrast. Yo, did you know Bruno Mars the singer is like five foot five? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think what uh, there's some video he was in where I was like, oh my gosh, he's like a little tiny manlet. He's standing huh. next to... There's this great photo of him standing next to Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift is like 5'9 without shoes on. <laughs> and he looks like a midget. And I thought it was photoshopped for the longest time. <laughs> the Amazonian Taylor Swift towering over him. Speaking of you know, Taylor on Swift... That, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. 
I was going to say, on that note, uh, you are taller in person than I thought you were. So, How tall did you so think there. I was? Because I get that a lot, actually, believe it or not. I don't know. I thought maybe like around 5'4 or so. Uh, I don't no, know I'm, why. I'm, o- I'm actually only 5'6. Yeah, but it's like a tall 5'6. Is it a tall 5'6? I think five, that's a thing. <laughs> I had yeah. shoes on, so that might have been where the extra inches are coming from. Yeah, that, that's probably it. Oh, and I think I always picture uh, Asterios as like 5'2". Not oh, really like, for no no particular reason, but he's always taller than I remember too. And so seeing him next to you made you seem shorter because in my brain Asterios is shorter than reality. <laughs> oh, so you have a uh, the reverse Landau effect. Yes, yes, but it doesn't matter anymore because he's dead from a brush fire. Yeah, that's a rip. F everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So he's much shorter now. Yeah, no, I think he, I think he's about half an inch tall now. <laughs> he was cremated. He probably needs some lotion too. Speaking of Taylor Swift, Nick, one of your favorite, one of my favorite videos you've ever done was covering the Russell Greer Taylor Swift lawsuit. Which, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't opened up that Pandora's box, just uh, we don't have time. So, uh, just answer me this: Did have you have you read the book? I have not read the book yet. Uh, <laughs> that's read just. The book. I'm gonna read the book. Uh, you you handed me. Uh, something in Atlanta that will assist me in reading the book uh, in the true voice of the author. Have you tried so, it out yet? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that because of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, I bought that and I got it. It got delivered to me and I was thinking, wow, I really want to open this up and try it out. And then I was thought to myself, wait, that's unsanitary. You can't do that. What are you going to do? Boil it? <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, based on based on the things that you handed out in Atlanta, and uh, you know, to me and to other people, I think it would be interesting to be the random like Homeland Security agent that goes through every package that gets delivered to your house. Oh no, I get I get some weird shit. I actually just per- <laughs> I get some weird shit. I actually just purchased a four foot tall. <laughs> pork doll that someone on ebay offered to sell me for a hundred dollars because they couldn't get rid of it at comic con and this guy's like i have three of these and they need to leave my house they're taking over my home (laughs) as long as he doesn't like stitch in uh synthetic genitalia to them that's not too weird oh yeah i saw that at BronyCon once (laughs) wait you saw what? Like a, a porg with synthetic genitalia attached to it? No, I saw a plush doll of a horse with a uh, strategically placed hole in the back that one might insert a flashlight into. That is horrifying. Yeah, you should have seen it live. Anyways, so getting on to it. I think that when porgs are real... They would obviously have to be classified as exotic birds, right? Like, I can't think of anything else that... I don't know. Uh, the way... So in, in the movie, that one... The only Star Wars movie... Only one that matters. Uh, yeah. In, in the only Star Wars movie that matters, because Porgs are in it, um, they seem to be just sort of a trash bird, like a pigeon or something. So I think they'd be just classified as a common bird. I don't think they'd be exotic just because they're, you know, sort of mutant-looking uh, 
little monsters. What is the difference between an exotic bird and just a bird? Can you have just a bird? Are finches exotic Yeah, you can have just a bird. Uh, Like, people have cockatoos and stuff like that. I think... I'm not an expert in bird law. I'm only an expert in porg bird law. But uh, I think it has to do with their native environment, the types of foods and climates that they need, uh, stuff like that. And basically, if they got out, would would there be a problem? Oh, see, uh, I think that might be a problem then because you see the shit that they did. You see the Star Wars movie, the one star, star I believe it's just called Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did see that Star Wars movie, the one, the one Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, no, they're they're drinking t- blue titty. They're drinking blue mother's milk from a beast. They're eating giant fish. How are we going to feed these porgs? You think they could eat regular fish? Yeah, what what are they? Are they like just the evolved dinosaur that was in the Flintstones garbage disposal? They seem to consume everything. They love to destroy shit. That's another another point I want to bring up. So I'm looking at I figure the only reason why owning porgs would be illegal would be if they caused a danger to humans or they were considered an invasive species. Now, I'm not an expert in any type of bird law. But I do have access to Google, so I looked up the criteria for invasive species, and there are only actually two, and they are... (laughs) That's a drum roll. Uh Uh-oh. The bird had to be... No, guys, I I flipped tabs, and I thought I could keep talking, but I have the Discord thing turned on where I have to hit the space button to talk, and then it just... Oh, Everything pooped itself. So the birds have to be... Or the species to be considered invasive has to be non-native to the area and also would able to cause problems for humans or property. Sure. Yeah, I mean, then I think they definitely have to qualify. But the question, you know, the my job is not to always say what things are, but rather what they should be and to make an argument uh, either for or against. So the question is, do we want porgs to be an invasive species or not? No, because then we couldn't. I, I assume we couldn't have them as pets, and I want all the fat, the fat little chubby angels. I want six of them in my house. Then I think we just have to start likening them to other animals that pose an equal amount of of hassle. You know, I wouldn't really call them dangerous uh, or anything like that. That seems like a stretch. But, you know, dogs without proper training will will ruin, uh, you know, any number of hardwood floors. Um, uh, they, they'll chew up furniture, stuff like that. They're, they're basically a terrible animal. Uh, whereas porgs, I mean, porgs seem easy to train uh, based on... You know, just me saying so, and um, I think I think they could they would once they were acclimated to to having humans around because they they only have kind of like one um, you know example, and he's a recluse and he's horrible and he didn't treat them right. So uh, once they're acclimated to to humans, they'd be trained just like any other animal, and, and then they would no longer be a hassle if they escaped because because it would be sort of like a native environment to them. Once they once they were acclimated. Yeah, I don't see how we have any like the wild porgs are obviously going to be very different than homegrown 
uh, fat, big fat natural porgs. Like cats are different from bobcats, and you can't get a coyote and keep it as a dog. The only examples we really see of porgs destroying stuff is in the Millennium Falcon, where they built a nest out of some wires, and also. Tore up, tore up a little seat, but I've seen cats do much worse stuff to furniture than that. And that's only because the porgs in the Millennium Falcon were in an enclosed space with no natural materials to work with. So they worked with the closest analogs, which would be the wires. But if they weren't inside an entirely mechanical object, which somehow uh, will travel across the galaxy without any sort of plants or anything like that, uh, that the crew would use as a food source, um, you know, they... If they were in sort of a natural environment, they would just adapt to the natural things around them. They wouldn't need to consume electronics. So I think this is entirely, entirely a product of bad upbringing, bad management uh, of of porgs. And and Lucasfilm uh, and Disney should be ashamed of how they treated those animals. Yeah, this is just the, the worst, most shoddy porgmanship I've ever seen. How'd you even get them get on the Millennium Falcon? That means that Terabus, that porg that made it on the Millennium Falcon, he's definitely dead at the end of that movie then, right? Yeah, uh, well, I think just about anything in the Millennium Falcon ends up dead other than Chewbacca. So, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely toast by the end of that movie. I was looking up the rule. Oh, wait, sorry, go ahead. Oh no! Well, I mean, it's it's like uh, you know, if you just ima- imagine what they did to this poor porg, like they took it from its environment, and I mean, it's bad if you were to grab, say, like a cat or something and drive it to another continent. These these disgusting people put the porg on a ship and flew it across the galaxy to a completely different environment. I mean, it, it completely irresponsible. To be fair, wouldn't that definitely be what we'd be doing or Elon Musk will be doing? No, because he'll be creating them here. And so he would have to probably tweak their DNA to be, you know, adapted to our environment in some sort of way. You know, he would, he would just make sure that they were uh, proper temperate climate animals that could uh, withstand both that would have some sort of, you know, ability to withstand both winter and warm summers and stuff like that. And then uh, they would they would be acclimated to Earth. So it'd only be bad if we, like, sent them to Mars, uh, which Tesla might try to do. In fairness, we'd have to definitely prevent that. Yeah, that's true. He did try to shoot a car into space, so I don't see why he would <laughs> stop at that. Yeah, you know there was uh, a bunch of stuff in that car. Like... Like, I'm guessing just a bunch of cocaine or something so that when he does take the private space tours and they get out of Earth jurisdiction, they can stop at the cocaine Tesla that's orbiting, pick up a bunch of a bunch of coke and then fly on and have their their private uh, cocaine fueled orgies in the sky with wrappers. Oh my god, I just thought of something. What if Elon Musk killed a hooker or something and the car thing is how he got rid of the body? <laughs> yeah, she's in the trunk. <laughs> Yeah, holy shit, they'll never that's, find her up there. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Nick, how many hookers ever, is it legal to put in a truck and shoot into space? Yeah, I think once they get into space, it's just fine. That's uh, true. There's oh, no- it, it, it might be one of those things where, um, you know, it's illegal to put the hooker, to kill the hooker. It's illegal to stuff her body in a trunk. And it's probably illegal to shoot the body... 
or to, you know, to load the trunk into some sort of other craft for transport. But I think once it gets into space, like who has jurisdiction over that trunk? Nobody but God himself. (laughs) Exactly. So Elon Musk will have to answer to God. But this this conversation reminds me of the movie Dirty Work. Have you seen the movie Dirty Work? No. What is it about? What was that? No. What is it about? Uh, It's about these two guys who uh, one of them's dad has a heart attack and needs a heart transplant. And the doctor blackmails him and says he'll get him on the list if they get $50,000. But they're two, like, useless guys. So they start a revenge for hire business. It's Norm MacDonald and some fat guy from Saturday Night Live. And uh, it's absolutely hilarious. But it was it kind of flew under the radar. But, yeah, he uh, one of the revenge pranks that they do is uh, there's a guy who does... Uh, he owns a car dealership, and he's doing a live commercial. And they have a bunch of hookers... Um, like laying down in the trunks of all the cars and then they come up and they're just opening the trunks with the remote keys and it's like i've never seen so many dead hookers in all my days it's oh it's beautiful <laughs> speaking Fantastic. of dead hookers right <laughs> so how, how how do you think russell gray's lawsuit is faring how how is he planning on serving taylor swift <laughs> Well, the funny thing is it's probably really easy to serve Taylor Swift. I mean, if uh, either her agents or her attorneys, and I mean, would would be likely positioned to accept service. Otherwise, he could just mail it to all of her known addresses. And uh, I think she has like four homes or something like that. So he'd, he could just probably mail it to each one. He hasn't done so. Really, uh, he doesn't even need a process server. Doesn't he need a process server to? Because I, 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 the only frame of reference I have is in movies when they walk up to them and they're like, "Hey, you've been served," and hand them a pile of papers. Um, I could check the federal rules. I don't, I don't think you have to have a process server. Pers- personal service can typically be affected by mail. Uh, you just have to have someone other than yourself mail it. So he could give it to his mom, and she could put it in the mail or something like that, and that would be okay. He just can't mail it since he's a party to the suit. But uh, or he could you you know he could pay a process server and just say here mail this out to all of these different addresses. Um, but they they don't have to do personal service as far as I know. Uh, but let me check real quick. Yo, that's interesting. I think this idiot thinks he has to personally serve her and her lawyers because I've been uh, aggressively, I don't want to say stalking, but monitoring this man for a while. And I noticed on Google reviews, he reviewed a process server in Los Angeles with positive reviews. (laughs) And then he reviewed a process server in Tennessee, which is where one of uh, one of her mansions is with negative reviews. It said that they never she was never served. So I think he he thinks he has to serve both her and her legal team. Let's see. Hold on just a minute. Summons. In gen- okay, so here's the service rules for a summons. Uh, summons must name the court and the parties, be directed to the defendant, state the name and address of the plaintiff's attorney or, if unrepresented, of the plaintiff, state the time within which the defendant must appear and defend, notify the defendant that a failure to appear and defend will result in a default judgment, be signed by the clerk, and bear the court's seal. He has received the summons. It was issued by the court. Uh, so then... 
um, service in general. A summons must be served with a copy of the complaint. Plaintiff is responsible for having the summons and complaint served within the time allowed by Rule 4M and must furnish, furnish the necessary copies to the person who makes service by whom any person who is at least 18 years old and not a party may serve a summons and complaint. Um, let me see Why if there's a specific... Why can't party serve it themselves? I have no idea why that rule exists. Maybe it's because they think that when you serve them, you'll try to attack them or something. Okay, here we go. Uh, so, unless federal law provides otherwise, an individual other than a minor, an incompetent person, or a person whose waiver has been filed may be served in a judicial district of the United States by one following state law for serving a, sum- for serving a summons in an action brought in courts of general jurisdiction in the state where the district court is located or where service is made. So, all he has to do, he brought this in the district court of Tennessee, so all he would have to do is follow Tennessee state law, which I can... Off the top of my head, I don't know this for sure, but I can almost guarantee Tennessee law would allow for service by mail. Or doing any of the following, delivering a copy of the summons and complaint to the individual personally, leaving a copy of each at the individual's dwelling or usual place of abode with someone of suitable age and discretion who resides there, or delivering a copy of each to an agent authorized by appointment or by law to receive service of process. So he could probably leave it with security guards at her residence, at at any of the, you know, her residences. Uh, He could certainly serve her attorneys which would just be like a phone call or an email to the attorney and say are you authorized to accept service on behalf of taylor swift i recommend he has someone else make that phone call (laughs) just so they don't know who it is (laughs) something might give it away on the phone uh yeah, or or I, if he follows Tennessee state law, I'm betting he could just put it in the mail. Uh, and it's it's like just first-class mail. You don't have to have a signature or anything like that. Um, you just mail it to their last known address. Wait a second. So, so if, he can't, if he can't serve it himself, but he can mail it, how would you ever be able to tell? Or does it have to have like a different return address? No, you, so you would have someone else mail it, and then the, the person, when you, when you serve something, you have to fill out uh, an affidavit of service. And so uh, the person who mailed it would fill out the affidavit of service and just basically it says they swear under oath that on this particular date they mailed the following documents and then you list them out to the following address, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it, they just—he just gets literally anyone on Earth who's over eighteen to uh, to do that, and that's fine. So when he wins his a hundred million dollars, what do you think he's going to do with the bunny? Um, I think uh, the bunny ranch is going to be very busy for I, like four or five hours. <laughs> I think he, the bun- I think the bunny ranch might have permanently banned him, but I don't know if he's allowed back anymore because he was apparently aggressively stalking, or not stalking, but I guess monitoring one of the girls that worked there named Lana West, and he got super mad because my, uh, she wouldn't accept less money than what he had. <laughs> but <laughs> she didn't have a poor person discount. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He said he said that he drove or not dri- drove because he can't drive. He took the train to Nevada and then was just turned away because he didn't have enough money. Wait, why can't he drive? Because he his vision is he can't 
Oh, wait. Oh, I think he, he's... Yes, yeah, so he's, like, legally blind. He's something. I know he doesn't drive. I don't know if that's a legal thing or if he just chooses not to, but I know he does not drive. Which, my question is, how in the hell... How in God's creation are you gonna get to Tennessee? Because he won't fly, either. So what are you gonna do? Take the Amtrak? Yeah. That's gotta have a lot of connections from Nevada to Tennessee. I... I maybe... Or no, from Utah. Oh God! What I would a disaster. Bet, I would bet money that's like a four-day-long train trip. You know he'll like uh, because it's him. I'm sure he'll uh, try and file some motion to force her to pay for his travel or to personally come get him. He'll be like, <laughs> he'll ask the court to force Taylor Swift to come pick him up, and he she can ride can, in a limo with her. She can avoid this lawsuit <laughs> if she comes to my residence in her limousine with a glass of champagne wearing a red dress. I does he drink? No, he does not. He is a which is weird because this is another weird discrepancy that I've noticed. He's Mormon, so he won't drink or he's not Mormon anymore, but he was raised Mormon. He doesn't drink alcohol or caffeine, but he has reviewed a liquor store in his area on his Google Plus account. <laughs> you might need to stop talking about everything you know about Russell Greer. I'm just, Dude, I, just wondering. I, I Every, I'm, I'm the number one internet historian on this guy, I think. It's, it's not my fault because he posts everything that w- wafts through his brain on the internet. If you just delete his Facebook account, then people like me would not exist. I think uh, the next time there's any sort of update in his lawsuit, or maybe when I, oh, excuse me, maybe when I review the book, you have to be on that video. Oh, God, yes. Yes, can I please? Yeah, that, you don't have to ask. <laughs> it's, it's, it would be my pleasure. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know you, you're my resident Russell Greer expert. Um, and I am thoroughly convinced that you know more about him than he knows about himself. Uh, oh, because oh, I'm not I sure he knows do. much about anything. I have no question in my mind that I know more (laughs) about him than he knows about himself because I know that I at least am aware that Taylor Swift will not be appearing in court ever in the same time (laughs) as him. You know, going back to the champagne thing. So I, I was thinking about it, though. So he doesn't drink, but she definitely would have to like that would. And he's got to know that. At one point, Russell Greer uh, bought a hooker, like a, an illegal Utah hooker, and took her out on a date to the Cheesecake Factory, and then his big take... <laughs> I'm not oh making my. this up. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, took, oh. he took this hooker like. on a date to the Cheesecake Factory, and then uh, she, I guess she wasn't looking as good as she did in her photos, so he said he didn't want to pay for it and then she said well if you back out now I'm gonna scream and cause a whole scene and his main complaint about this was that the hooker got drunk on his dollar (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, so I haven't dated for a long time but um, I know that like if I'm taking someone out uh, it's never to a chain restaurant I don't care how like upper middle tier the chain restaurant is. Like, I like that why? your big problem I like that your big problem with this story is the fact that he took her to a chain and not that he <laughs> took a hooker on a date in the first place. 
Well, you know what? What people do with their money and their hookers, uh, we leave that up to guys like Russell Greer and Elon Musk. There's a difference there. One kills them and stuffs them in the back of a car and shoots them into space. The other one takes them to Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) And then gets pissed off when they drink too much wine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's the... What we have to find out is if Russell Greer has a call into Elon Musk to find out how to get his hooker into space after she drinks too much wine and he disapproves. I could totally see him actually attempting that, too. Like, suing Elon Musk for it. <laughs> suing him for a Tesla specifically to be launched into space. Yeah, like, this is Elon Musk privilege. If he can kill hookers and shoot them into the sky, I should be able to, too. Well, I think he'd also have to sue the state of Utah to build a launch pad for the Falcon X rocket uh, to carry the Tesla. Like, because he couldn't be bothered to travel down to Florida to launch it. Um, So, because that's too many trains, right? So he'd have to sue Utah (laughs) to build a launch pad. I don't know, man. Maybe he could just take the one uh, he could stop in Tennessee win his lawsuit against Taylor and then keep going. (laughs) We now know what the hundred million is for. It's for stuffing that hooker in the back of a Tesla and launching her into space. <laughs> oh, that was another question I had for you. I- I've listened to that stream a couple times. So at one point you were talking about um, you were talking about how your net worth is not equivalent to however much cash flow you have, right? So uh, right. one of the things that yeah. you mentioned, you were talking about a more a house, like you can't ease just uh, cash in your house for a pile of money, and then you said, "And I have five kids, and they don't let you sell those anymore." Do kids contribute positively to your net worth? No. Well, I mean, it it depends if you're talking about your real net worth or your dark web net worth, I think. Right? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Somebody satirically (laughs) called Child Protective Services. (laughs) Well, I said you can't just cash in a child. So clearly uh, they don't they don't contribute positively to my net worth. They definitely contribute negatively to my net worth. But I'm hoping that, uh, you know, when I've spent all of their inheritance and they're making their own money, that they'll support me uh, with with several bottles of scotch. My mom wants to move to not a retirement community, but like an age restricted community called Margaritaville in Florida. <laughs> they just play Jimmy Buffett all day. <laughs> no, I was I said I was like, this sounds like hell. This actually sounds like a hell. <laughs> so is it is it owned by Jimmy Buffett or his like uh, production company? Because he owns the Margaritaville restaurants. Yes, it is. It is a trademarked retirement community. <laughs> that would be so good. I hope it's themed and like everybody has to wear the stupid shirts with parrots on them and like khaki pants. Like and, uh, they, all, they all have to have the Jesse Ventura haircut that Jimmy Buffett also has. Like that, that bald on top, white around the back with a ratty ponytail. Yeah, and you all have to, you're all legally required to have a sign in your home that says it's five o'clock somewhere with a picture of a beach. Right. Yeah, and you have to learn how to play the steel drum. Like it's just a rule. Nick, you got to read the book. You got to read. Just read the first <laughs> chapter, and you will be hooked. I'm telling you. Well, the the other thing I what I was gonna do, I was thinking about this. I was I was thinking I would just live read it on on YouTube, but I think that would get that would get a copyright strike if I did that. 
What do you think that like, he is going to copyright strike you? I well maybe. Uh, I don't know if he. I mean, if he saw it, I think he definitely would. Um, but uh, someone else could too. And there, there's some people who kind of like report my videos. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> there are yeah. a few people out there. I would, I would be convinced that he would not do that because he has yet to successfully DMCA Kiwi Farms that has the entire book. <laughs> like you can just go click on it and download it. Should I, uh, should I send him a letter and ask him if I can read his book on YouTube? Yeah, I'm sure that'll absolutely go over swimmingly. Actually, yes, I think it might. If you pretend, you have to, first of all, here's the plan, ready? You have to pretend to be a very attractive Hispanic woman. (laughs) I think uh, I've got a better offer. I think I'll just offer to be, to mail his lawsuit to Taylor Swift. (laughs) Since he can't seem to find anybody else to do it. You should say that you just, just skip the middleman and say that you are Taylor Swift. Yeah. Hi, I'm Taylor Swift. This is how I sound when I'm not singing. Yeah, yeah. And no, I want to really auto-tune my voice. Sorry. <laughs> but you already knew that, didn't you, Russell? Hi, Russ. Hi, Russell. This is Taylor. <laughs> I'm going to go drink some scotch and read your book on my stream. <laughs> I think maybe instead of sending a letter to Russell Greer, I should send a letter to Taylor Swift. Or maybe I should write her a song and send her a song about reading <laughs> Russell Greer's book with me on YouTube. And then that would, sue her if go she says well. no. I'll invite her to prom. I'll say I'm I'm like uh like Adam Sandler in in that movie um what is it? Where he goes back to high school. Or he goes back to like elementary school. Billy He's Madison. Like, yeah, Billy Madison. I'm like, I'm I'm 36 years old and I never finished school, uh, but I'm going back. Will you go to prom with me? And then after prom, read Russell Greer's book. <laughs> I don't want to. You should hire a hooker. We'll live stream it. I'll give her. I'll give her half the super chats. <laughs> no, I don't want to have sex with you. But I like to... um, no, I'm. I'm happily married with children. I don't I don't need to have that at all. I would just, you know, I would just really like for you to read this book. We can just trade lines or paragraphs whatever <laughs> whatever she God, wants. It's not real. I mean, there are plenty of <laughs> plenty of great characters in this book. I'm most excited for you to meet the lawyer best friend named Ken. I my theory right now and the popular theory is that Ken does not exist. But Ken is a character in Russell's book that he admits to to having made up multiple scenes involving Ken. Ken is his uh, best friend, who is also a lawyer, who gives him multiple, who in multiple times advises him to go forward with suing Taylor Swift, tells him that he is not crazy, and that he will likely win his massive judgment against her for refusing to fellatiate him. If, If Ken is real, then Ken should be killed. Oh, wow, what a coincidence, because Ken gets blown up with a Molotov cocktail. Wait, what? (laughs) That is a thing that Russell claims actually did happen to him, was Ken, his lawyer friends, after being associated publicly with Russell, gets killed by, not killed, but blown up by the Russian mob. (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. Uh, I did just search Bing because I don't Google. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Bing. God. Are you saying, wait, what? <laughs> There's a reason I use Bing. This is actually true. Uh, if you If you use Bing enough, you get Xbox Live for free. So that's that's why I do it. I'm not kidding. So I, I use DuckDuckGo because I'm a tinfoil <laughs> hat idiot. So I'm no position yes. to judge you. <laughs> <laughs> so I typed in Lawyer Ken Moltov cocktail. <laughs> and I'm just I just want to know. A manhunt was on for whoever threw an incendiary device, more than likely a Moltov cocktail, through a window at the Fairlawn Knights of Columbus building late Tuesday. Man accused of throwing Molotov cocktail at two homeless men. That sounds like Ken. <laughs> I don't get why I, he has he has since admitted that he did make up that scene and that Ken was not actually blown up with a Molotov cocktail. But why a Molotov cocktail? Just do people just think that it sounds? Did he think that it just sounds cool? Like there are much I, much more efficient ways to seriously injure someone. <laughs> Right, and and you wouldn't be blown up by a Molotov cocktail. You'd be horrendously burned. Like, but there's no explosion. It's just uh, it's just a cascade of flaming liquid all over your body. Like, yeah. Terrible, of course. Maybe he like, did. Yeah, I I don't know. But yeah, why would he pick that? Why would he pick? You know, you could just pick anything else. Like a piano. Just <laughs> throw a like, piano at him. That's like saying Ken was sitting in his office and then a 1994 Honda Civic smashed through the wall. <laughs> that's prob- That's more likely than Ken getting killed by a Molotov cocktail, I think. <laughs> like, But you gotta change his office to an IHOP, because that actually happened uh, near my house. There was an <laughs> IHOP and someone just drove like a, like a Honda Accord right through the wall. What were they drunk or was it intentional or what? I have no idea. I, it was uh, it was it was like forty five minutes from my house, but it's where we sometimes go eat dinner because it's a bigger town. They have better restaurants, so we would drive by it. And I look over one time, and the, the entire wall is like uh, got ply. It's like a whole plywood wall because the car just demolished most of it. So, when I was in yeah. college, we had an Applebee's that was a couple blocks away, and it got shot up one night. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what it would take to go wrong in your life to shoot up an Applebee's. Well, have you ever eaten at one? Every time I eat at Applebee's, I want to shoot it up. I Gosh, I hate... <laughs> oh, I hate that restaurant so much. What do you get? I get the boneless wings. <laughs> Uh, I don't get the boneless. I don't really. I like bone-in wings, uh, just in general. So, but I I have had their their like boneless rib tips or whatever that appetizer. That's okay. But the problem with Applebee's is not that the food is bad. It's just that it's not good enough for what it costs. That's yeah. that's the uh, that's Yo. it's just overpriced. That's what bothers me. You want to hear some shit about overpriced Applebee's? So in Times yes. Square, there is an Applebee's <laughs> that me and Serios wanted to go to on New It's like in Times Square, and a lot of these restaurants that are in Times Square are all chains, and they all do this thing where on New Year's Eve, they have parties because it's like the perfect view of the ball drop, and they have like an open bar and dinner and stuff. And so we were looking right. up for tickets for this Applebee's. I want you to take a guess how much Applebee's is charging per person to go to their uh, midnight ball drop party. Here, let me give you a full 
full disclosure here. They had champagne, like unlimited champagne, and unlimited appetizer buffet. And for a couple hours... Did they know Asterios was coming? (laughs) (laughs) I think they might have priced it for him. Uh, $1,200 a piece. Close, $600. Oh, okay. Still, I I was just shooting as high as possible. Like, the highest... uh, before it got ridiculous price I could think of, but got 600 bucks to go to, like, just to go. Did Could you buy food after that? I think so. I think they had, like, a limited appetizer buffet, and then you could eat off of a select menu or something. But no, the Applebee's yeah, so in could- New York are stupidly expensive. Like, I'm talking $25 for that sampler plate they have on the appetizer oh menu. What a... What a disaster. New York is a disaster of a city just because of that. Like, uh, just the the absurd cost of everything. It's funny. Because, you know, I live in small town Minnesota. Everything's cheap. Um, But I have been reading about New York cases for no reason that I can imagine. Uh, and I, I read about one the other day where a, a black woman was, fi- was fired from her job and uh, she sued her employer because her boss called her the N-word, but her boss was also black. But she won for racial discrimination. <laughs> uh, go figure. And uh, she won $250,000 for the emotional damage of being called the N-word. And then the uh, the best part was she also won attorney's fees. Now, you know something about New York attorney's fees. Oh, do I but- ever? <laughs> This lady won $163,000 in attorney's fees, and that was a 10% discount. Holy hell. Oh, my God. That had to be on contingency, right? I, it had to be. <laughs> she, she, she didn't make... I mean, she made like sixty grand a year, uh, which... I, I mean, in New York, that's got to be terrible. That's like minimum wage, isn't it? Yeah, I in read something. I read something <laughs> somewhere that like if you want to like the minimum you would have to make an hour to comfortably survive in New York City is something like twenty five dollars. Yeah, it's it's insane. Spoiler alert. That is not but, the minimum uh, yeah, wage. So, so uh, yeah, that that town, it just costs too much. Like I want to go there, but I don't want to pay for anything. Like, it's fun to... I, I would recommend people go for a weekend, but it's like, New York is so big, is so stupidly big, too, that it's like... And I think people underestimate how stupidly big New York is. I definitely did before I came here. Like, at one point, some of my friends from college were in Manhattan, and they messaged me, and they were like, hey, do you want to come and see us? We're in Manhattan. I was like, well, I'm in Brooklyn, so I might as well be in Connecticut, so no. <laughs> yeah and it's uh it's a nightmare to travel anywhere by car right like, oh it's impossible it is impossible yeah just uh, everything about that city is is the opposite of one i want in life except <laughs> for that they have high quality food that's the only thing i want me and Asterios live in this weird part of Brooklyn, too, that is, like, I think the area of Brooklyn that we live in is what the forefathers imagined when they wrote down that America is a cultural melting pot, but, like, weirdly separated, too. Like, if you melted a bunch of crayons <laughs> in a pot, but they there's something with the oil where they wouldn't mix with each other, but they wouldn't melt. Like, we have 
one street that is full of just multiple Chinese food restaurants. And then you walk <laughs> one block to the left and it's all halal everything. <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. It really, really is. And then you go one more block to the left and it's all these, it's just hipster coffee shops and tea shops for like two blocks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the best well, thing about New York is that it really messes up uh, your sense of what things cost too. Like I have a couple of friends that live in like the hood of Philadelphia and I went to go visit them a couple of days ago. They were buying groceries and they stopped and they were like, "Okay, we need bread, eggs and cheese, but we only have $5 left in our bank account." And I was like, "There's no way you're going to be able to buy those for $5." And they didn't. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, you can just squeak by bread, eggs, and cheese if you buy the off-brand stuff for five bucks. It's like, you you leave New York and you're like, what do you mean coffee doesn't cost five dollars? <laughs> well, coffee, in fairness, uh, Starbucks runs the world, so coffee is priced pretty similarly, I think. Maybe not, maybe you're talking about a small coffee. Or are you talking about just coffee? I don't even know like, what I'm talking a, about a, anymore. Not I'm a specialty coffee. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just talking about plain black coffee, which is what I drink. Oh, that's five bucks. Yeah, at some places, yeah. That's ridiculous. It's like forty eight cents here. <laughs> I like McDonald's coffee. That's still a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> just don't spill it on yourself. Not a good idea. Yo, I read that fucking. I read that Frisity Yuckin case. Because every it's like that's the case that you think about when you're thinking frivolous lawsuit. But let me tell you, they I was reading it. Oh, they I know. served the no, coffee to like yeah. a dementia, not a dementia, but a woman with Parkinson's or something at like 300 degrees without a lid on it. Yeah, yeah, it was way. It was it was right below boiling. It didn't. Uh, the lid wasn't affixed properly, and like if you, uh, I, I'm sure you read about her injuries. They were they were horrifying. They were absolutely horrific. horrifying. Yeah, yeah. The, the, McDonald's got what they deserved, and they talked about what the value. Like they're like, oh, it's this exorbitant amount of money, and it's like McDonald's will make this just selling coffee in 38 minutes. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> by the way, that exorbitant amount of money, she originally had a, got a lawyer and asked them only for her medical bills, and McDonald's told her to fuck herself. Yeah, yeah, they de- they deserved it 100. percent Man, fuck, 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 McDonald's. I used to work. That was my first job when I was in high school. Was ah, uh, not, not McDonald's, of course, but McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I would never dox a company that I worked for, so I've cleverly concealed their identity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I well, I hate them now because uh, so all the children, right? They love getting a stupid toy with their food, yeah, we and so they would get uh, the. The Mighty Kids meals, which is like slightly bigger than a Happy Meal, but they oh, have phased those. Yeah, they phased them out now, so they're just back down to Happy Meal. So you get like four French fries and like a pack of apples, and then four chicken nuggets. And so now all my kids, uh, you know, they eat them and they're like, "Well, we're still hungry. Can we go to Hardee's?" Like, no, <laughs> no, you get one 
fast food a day. They got rid of the My Kids meals. No. <laughs> yeah, they're they they only have the Happy Meal now. And the Mighty Kids meal was nice because it had like a small fries as opposed to that little tiny uh, horrifying fries that they give you in the Happy Meal. Dude, I don't even know is... what the point of those stupid tiny little fries are because like the, the fry scooper that they use at Wack Donald doesn't even like fit. Like the corner of it doesn't even fit into those tiny things. But here's a little hack. You can tell them you don't want apples and they will give you a small French fry. Oh, but my kids eat the apples. So I'm, uh, they're just screwed either way. Yeah, we'll we, feed we them an apple. Going. Then. <laughs> Nick, I'm sure you got plenty <laughs> of those in Minnesota. I don't know how to find apples. I've never heard of them. <laughs> they only, <laughs> they're only in McDonald's bags. Speaking of apples, I was watching. So you know, you know they changed the French fry recipe though. So like, how? Oh, you don't have to say how old you are, but uh, but how old are you? I am. <laughs> I'm old enough that I remember life without the internet, but I am young enough that I don't remember 9-11. <laughs> Does that give okay. it away? The, I, it's good. It's good. You're younger than me. That's fine. That's that's enough. There There is a McDonald's French fry that I think maybe you never had. Uh, tell, tell me the, more. The, well, the, the person to tell you, there's actually a podcast called Revisionist History uh, by Malcolm Gladwell. And if you don't listen to any other episode, uh, th- it's really I like it. It's a really good show. But uh, if you don't listen to any other episode, listen to his one about McDonald's French fries because it's amazing. But they used to cook them before all this trans fat stuff became like a big buzzword. Uh, and the problems with that whole thing are he kind of lays them out. But they used to cook French fries in beef fat as opposed to the vegetable oil that they use now. Or like they use a canola oil blend or something like that. But yeah, they used to cook them in beef fat. And uh, it's it, it's like an entirely different French fry. And he actually goes to a food lab and has the food lab recreate the old McDonald's french fry as best as they can and they do blind taste tests with like a bunch of kids who have never had uh, I call them kids but you know they're just random millennials who are too young to have ever had the McDonald's french fry and they all in the blind taste test they all picked the original recipe french fry yo that sounds real good it sounds like a beer battered fry almost yeah and 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 I also learned that McDonald's as a franchise existed specifically because of their french fries. Like that's what made that's why the guy originally bought the first restaurant and then made it into a franchise business is because of the french fries. Like the burgers and stuff were always just mediocre, but their fries were better than anywhere else on the planet. I don't think I've ever liked their burgers just because even like the the big burgers, like the quote unquote ste- quarter steakhouse burgers, which, by the way, are the same things <laughs> as the quarter pound. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to shatter the illusion for you people. But uh, yeah, they come in the same box. <laughs> but no, their burgers are always just not. They never did it for me. <laughs> yeah, they have like a they're like saturated with some sort of grease that it it makes them juicy but the juice is horrifying it's like uh it's it's wrong in some way it's not it's not good beef juice that you'd get from like a a real burger at a good place it's like something else that they inject into it because i'm pretty sure it's like not even beef either (laughs) 
don't know yeah. what it is, but they come they come very frozen. People would always ask me shit like that too. Is there they're like, oh, what's in the Big Mac sauce? Like, oh, a bag. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in a bag. I don't know. And they don't put the ingredients on it. It's Thousand Island dressing, ketchup, and extra mayonnaise or something disgusting. That's what's in the that's what's in the sauce. You don't like the Big Mac sauce? I used to I used to pour that on everything. Oh, that's so gross. How are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being alive. Porgs aren't yet. But let me tell you, I was looking up the other day because I wanted to uh, do an episode on whether or not you could take a bird or porg on an airplane if I called it my emotional support porg or something. Yes, yes. And let me tell you, the rules for taking a bird on an airplane, like on your as you carry on, are absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> like, they, they have... In the, in the absolute loosest sense of the word, it is legal, but the standards are just impossible. First of all, <laughs> one of the requirements is that the bird's cage fit under the seat in front of it for most airlines. What the fuck kind of bird cage <laughs> have you ever seen that would fit under an airplane seat? Oh, I, I, I saw one. Did you see the movie The Prestige? No, what is that? Oh, that ruins the joke. The uh, Prestige is a movie about it's two competing magicians, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. But they have, you know, the disappearing dove trick where they have the the bird cage and then they put the they put like a napkin over it and then they make the whole cage and the bird vanish. And uh, it's actually like a mechanism that just smashes the cage down and just annihilates the dove. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, Nick, I don't think most birds would fit under the seat. <laughs> Trust me, after it's been through the cage from the prestige, it'll fit wherever you need it to. It'll fit in a wallet. <laughs> and then, if you want to, if you want to put the bird in the overhead compartment, the bird needs to remain silent. <laughs> For the duration of the flight. Now, Nick, have, I don't know what kind of pets you got in your house. Have you ever had a parakeet or a parrot or a cockatoo? No, no. I, I would, I would immediately fry and eat whatever bird lived in my house. So that won't work. I, yeah. Okay, so the number for child protective services. <laughs> like I wouldn't fry and eat the children. Just a bird. I don't know. You said anything that lived in your house. No, no, no. I said any any bird that lived in my house. Any any bird. Okay, well, let me tell if you I said something. It, if I said anything, it was a Freudian slip or it was satire, whichever one is more legally advantageous. Yeah, guys, remember, everything that I say on the show is <laughs> anything that could possibly have negative consequences for me is satire. <laughs> but no, oh, they... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just commenting that those motherfuckers are loud, and they're loud at all hours of the night. Like, they, I don't know what it is in birds, in the little tiny brains, but there's some kind of uh, like reticular activator. It's like 6 a.m. time to scream. Yeah, I've, I've been around birds, and I hate them. I, like, that's, that's why they would get eaten, is because they would, they would annoy me, and then it, it'd just be, you know, like chicken nuggets or whatever would have to happen but that because they're oh god they yeah they don't shut up they don't and i value quiet 
Yeah. Okay, Nick. I, I think we, we've. I think we're winding down on this episode. So let's do some news headlines from around the web. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our first news headlines. Asterios thinks that there's some kind of weird. Asterios, like most potheads, thinks that there's some weird legal caveat in which it's legal to smoke weed. It, it is not illegal to smoke weed. It is just illegal to sell it and possess it and buy it. Is that true? Uh, well, as you're smoking it, you tend to be in possession of it. So that's that's a problem. Uh I think the the distinction is, and this is going to be state specific, but uh, actually being high is typically not a crime. So being under the influence of marijuana, as long as you're not driving, tends to be okay, um, or handling a firearm or something like that. But uh, yeah, so if you don't have any on you and you're just blasted out of your <laughs> mind, I, you're probably okay, but... Uh, yeah, if you have, like, if you're in the process of smoking it, you typically would have paraphernalia, uh, or you'd still have weed on you. But it may be, like in Minnesota, uh, for example, if you have less than 42 and a half grams of marijuana on you, then it's, um, it's considered a non-criminal offense. So it's a petty misdemeanor. It's a ticket. So the cop would confiscate the less than 42 and a half grams and issue you a, a ticket similar to like a speeding ticket and you just go pay it. It's like a hundred bucks and then, and then your life is better. Yeah, they um, decriminalized it in Philadelphia. For whatever reason, Philadelphia can make its own laws that override federal drug laws, I guess. But they decriminalized it just within the bounds of the st- uh, city of Philadelphia. And one of my pals got caught with it. And she just got like a $25 ticket or something. Yeah, well, it was, it's because they just they got tired of shooting all the people with weed. And they got tired of throwing the rest of them in jail. That's true. You probably spend more on the bullet than you do. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, news headline from around the web number two. Why did, should my dad not be in jail and also did nothing wrong? Why should your dad not be in jail and also did nothing wrong? Yes, that's the news headline. Okay. Well, I think because he did nothing wrong, he shouldn't be in jail. Is your dad in jail? Ah, uh, alleged. Oh wait, no, I don't have to say allegedly. He's actually in jail, right? <laughs> no, he's out now. He's on a. Uh, he's basically on probation until he dies now. <laughs> but allegedly, what did you do? Allegedly, 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 he took his son and his daughter to allegedly rob a liquor store. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I think I think he allegedly also got slapped with, in addition to uh, robbery, he also got slapped with like 60 child endangerment charges. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, well, as long as, I don't know why there would be child endangerment, uh, as, as long as he didn't put ski masks on him and hand him like, you know, water guns or something to go in and help. Uh. Yeah, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly the kids didn't even know something was going left. Like, allegedly the kids just got picked up from school and then went home like nothing was unusual. So, like, was there an alleged stop at the liquor store with the alleged children? Yes. Oh, okay. So he's just, he just allegedly said, uh, Daddy's going to go in and pick up a six-pack. 
I'll come running out and get in the car and drive away <laughs> as fast as possible. Wait, I don't think it was allegedly. I don't think it. No, because allegedly it wasn't like robbery. It was some kind of weird. Like he was using counterfeit bills or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do counterfeit money. They will. They will pound you into dirt. Way worse than if you like rape someone. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, allegedly rape someone or allegedly pass counterfeit bills uh the 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 crime i mean counterfeiting is really bad so uh allegedly rapists can testify at trials following their rape convictions but uh counterfeiters cannot because they can't be trusted (laughs) are you serious what yeah yeah uh so um it, under the under the rules of evidence, you can move to exclude testimony from people who are deemed untrustworthy because they've been convicted of a crime of, uh, you know, related to um, their moral character and trustworthiness. So, like perjury, uh, if yeah, if you have a conviction for perjury, or if you have a conviction for, um, you know, something like counterfeiting or fraud. Uh, within the past 10 years, you can, you can be excluded from testifying at trial. Your, your testimony is basically worthless. Oh, but if you, I thought, if I you raped you... like 30, if you raped like 35 people though, that's fine. You can still testify. What if you <laughs> killed someone? Yeah, no, that's fine. As long as you didn't lie to them while killing them, you're okay. I feel like, I, I feel like there are very few situations in which I would not lie about killing someone if I did kill someone, especially if I had a Tesla to shoot them into the sky. <laughs> yeah, but then you're not caught, and if you're not caught, you're not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, he allegedly also broke his parole recently just well, with drugs, but uh, they actually didn't allegedly make <laughs> He just allegedly, he didn't allegedly go back to jail, but they did allegedly make him go back to uh, drug, what is that, drug rehab classes. Oh my gosh. So allegedly, why why was there, this is the thing I hate about parole and probation, was, was were drugs allegedly involved in the crime? Oh yeah, allegedly, allegedly. Oh, okay. That, when there that was, makes sense then. When there was like the list of charges, it was allegedly like uh, fraud, something, child endangerment, and also possession of marijuana. Oh my gosh. That's it though? Just possession of weed? Allegedly? Yeah, it was, it was allegedly just weed. See, so then this is what I hate about probation. Like, okay, so clearly the crime would be allegedly fraud. And child endangerment. What on earth does that have to do? Like, why would a controlled substance violation uh, have anything to do with the probation that followed that? It, it does. There's no logical nexus there for me, and I hate that because uh, it, this may be influenced by today <laughs> for me because I had I had a couple of clients and we we did uh, some guilty pleas. They got very good very good deals. Oh, I thought you were saying but, to say um, you were blazed as fuck today. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, th- they got very good deals on their guilty pleas with, like, no jail time, and it's actually stays of adjudication, so their their charges will be dismissed after a year as long as they follow probation. But they got... Uh, their probation right now is that they can't use any alcohol for a year. And it's like, the alcohol had nothing... They weren't... They weren't using alcohol. It's not an element of the crime. None of that matters. So it's like, 
but if they you know if they have like a vodka tonic in the next year then uh they could allegedly be brought in on um on a probation violation and then have their entire their entire plea deal screwed up so oh yeah that's that's just that was a condition also of um, allegedly his probation was that he couldn't uh, drink anything. And I remember th- even thinking to myself, alcohol is not illegal and you're also like 55 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's a weird thing because if you don't want people to do drugs, you better leave them the liquor. <laughs> Yo, that's true. That's very... Or they'll start smoking that synthetic marijuana or huffing puffer fish or something. Yes. It's just K2 all the way now. K2 and and go get some prescription opioids from your local dispensary known as a hospital. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, you can rail rail Oxycontin as much as you want, but please don't smoke a joint. All you have to do is, like, uh, inhale a bunch of, like, ghost pepper dust and go into your doctor and tell him you have a really bad cold and that's your nose has been running for three days and you just get a bunch of Tylenol with codeine in it and just drink that like crazy. Is that a liquid? Is Tylenol with codeine? What is that, Tylenol 3? I don't remember. I had uh, I had a concussion years ago and, yeah, it was they gave me a liquid Tylenol with codeine in it and uh, that stuff was... I am not a fan uh, of of opiates or opiate like substances, um, because they make me they make me just want to vomit. So, but they gave me that stuff and it was it went down easy because it was nice. It was a liquid cherry flavored cherry flavored drugs. Probably a good <laughs> thing. <laughs> Probably a good thing to give to a high schooler. Good job, guys. But uh, no, yeah, they they have liquid versions of this. <laughs> For easy access. That's horrible. Why would you think anybody's ever tried to butt chug it? (laughs) (laughs) Pouring Tylenol 3s up your ass. Can you imagine? Like, they've just got the the funnel going at a frat party, and it's just a a bottle of codeine just dumping. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of jungle juice, they're just pouring scissor (laughs) 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 Homie, you gay. You gotta mix it with four loco to make it actually legit, though. Uh, they don't sell the OG four locos anymore. I can't. I I don't. I don't touch. I, I have not had a four loco in a very long time. But the last one I did have, it was n- nothing compared to the original. It's like your my version of the McDonald's French fries. The original four <laughs> the original four loco. <laughs> uh, these, next- these stupid these stupid millennials don't even know what four loco was. <laughs> stupid millennials will never know the pleasure of drinking half a four loco and then waking up in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> One time, my roommate in college allegedly was underage and drank. A four loco, she was so messed up, she was in the bathroom uh, throwing up, and then the resident advisor walks through, and I'm the designated sober friend standing at the door, guarding the door, and the resident advisor walks in, and it's like, uh, Nahi, we're gonna call her Nahi, because that was her name, Nahi, (laughs) (laughs) Nahi. are you okay? And of course she doesn't, she just says, fuck off, Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call him Spencer because that was his name She just says, fuck off Spencer And he turns and he says Nahi, are you drunk? And she says, I have the flu, Spencer (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, our last news story from around the web. How could Porgs have saved Russell Greer? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's see. One, I think Porgs are better at vocal communication in English than Russell Greer is. <laughs> so he can have a Porg, like a translator Porg that accompanies him. It'd be like a parrot, but it actually corrects your speech instead of just imitating it. <laughs> Taylor Swift might actually want to touch a pork. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so would he would he be would he be a porg cuck then? Like oh. <laughs> Taylor Swift starts touching the porg and Russell just like moves over onto the recliner and <laughs> stares. Oh wait, you're imagining that Taylor Swift and, and Russell Gray are sharing one pork? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying. Russell Greer shows up uh, to one of Taylor Swift's mansions or concerts uh, with a backstage pass or something, and he's got the porg with him, and he sits down. He says, "Hi, hi, Taylor," and then she is like, "Oh, that's a nice porg you have," and she grabs the porg from him, and that's when the music starts, right? Like, but not I'm, Taylor I'm sorry, Swift. Music. In this fantasy, is Taylor Swift fucking the porg or what's going no, on? No, she's just. She's just petting it and talking to it, and and Russell, you know, longs for that touch and communication because he's a proper Mormon. He he doesn't want to have sex with Taylor Swift because they're not married. Uh, so he would only just you know it's just the interaction, just exactly. a little of that human touch. It's the same reason he takes hookers on dates because he's a proper <laughs> he's a proper gentleman. He'll woo he'll woo the lady before he also well, he, has. Wait, go ahead. He he just he needs her to want it. Right, like that's that's got to be the 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 hooker on date thing. Is like th- it's better for me if you really like if if we really connect. <laughs> I know you're making a joke, but I seriously no, think not. that might be I'm a not. thing. <laughs> like I was I looking so. up the girlfriend experience package, and it's like weird, man. It's like if you want kissing and compliments, you have to pay like three thousand dollars extra. <laughs> and you know he takes him to the cheesecake factory because he's like just waiting for the one that has like if she picks the butterfinger smash cheesecake she's the one like that's <laughs> he's got he's got his favorite one he knows that's how they'll connect uh i bet he's got a whole speech prepared for it too like for when that one when that one friend hooker uh <laughs> Oh That's god, it. I cannot there- wait for I cannot wait for you to read this book because there's a whole chapter on um his poor experience he had with a hooker <laughs> from that brothel in Nevada and it's total it's totally out of left field and has no relevance to the story at all <laughs> either. It's just randomly in the middle of the book. <laughs> that means it de- I mean, that's where it just belongs. It it would it wouldn't be right without it, I think. From what you're telling me. Honestly, God, I don't even think he tried. He just shoehorned it in there. He was like, I felt terrible walking away from the phone call from Taylor Swift's agents. I almost felt as awful as that time this dirty tramp robbed me. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, the the real, the real tragic, uh, tragic, uh, what's the opposite of a hero of a... the, the real person The anti-hero, I guess, right? He, or the, the, the dark he, hero or something? Yeah, the real chaotic, chaotic evil of this wrestling career book is Taylor Swift's agents and how absolutely stupid 
stupidly patient they are with him through <laughs> this entire escapade. Like, would you ever, if you were the agent of one of the biggest celebrities in the entire world, call a crazy guy to explain the concept of a uh, what a no submissions policy? I think I would immediately just. A- get a restraining order against him in all 50 states. Like, <laughs> that'd be it. Just, <laughs> the it'd be, we'd, I'd send back a simple letter on Taylor Swift letterhead that says no. And then <laughs> the, the, next, no. the next communication would be followed back with a threat of a restraining order. And then the next communication after that would be just restraining orders, you know, even in like other countries, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> In the whole globe, you're banned from every Taylor Swift concert, no matter if it's taking place in Utah or You cannot come to our Taylor Swift concerts in Belize (laughs) or Turkmenistan. (laughs) Well, that still leaves the Uzbekistan to stop open, right? (laughs) Oh, this has been... You just gotta leave... You gotta leave the countries that would just kill Russell Greer on sight. (laughs) (laughs) What, the ones where they believe in witchcraft? We're having a fake Taylor Swift concert in the Yemen. Come join us, Russell Greer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining a Taylor Swift concert in Yemen. (laughs) Or North Korea. (laughs) The Pyongyang stop on the door. You know, like, so if... Seriously, no. Let's. We've had a lot of fun here, but uh, if you do, if you have a mega celebrity go do a, a concert in North Korea, you know Kim Jong Un gets to like karaoke with them, right? Like that has to happen. There is. I don't know if you know this, but there is a museum in Pyongyang that is called something like "Gifts from the World to Our Dear Leader," and what it's got seven items in it, and one of the only things in the. <laughs> Museum is a copy of Space Jam <laughs> <laughs> on VHS. Oh, I can't wait till they actually invent VHSs in North Korea so they can watch it. <laughs> this has been well. Thank you for <laughs> listening to this uh, episode of Pork Chat. Actual Illuminati. I hope you uh, masturbated for this entire <laughs> ninety-minute interview. We did talk about pork, so technically we fulfilled our requirement. Nick, plug, plug, your, plug, your, plug your stuff. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Law, or you can search for Law Explaining the Interwebs, or I'm on, you know, Twitter or wherever. You can just, just Ricada. I'm like the only famous Ricada, uh, and that's how I introduce myself at family reunions now, and I'm not kidding. You should. If I was you, I'd be lording that over everybody. <laughs> Said I'm the most famous Ricada. It took me all of like four months on the internet to achieve this. You should all be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I spell your name wrong. I don't think I've ever correctly spelled your name without looking it up. <laughs> no, I don't think you have either. I don't think you have even with looking it up. <laughs> no, I just I just say rackets all the time. Even when I'm posting about you on like Kiwi Farms, I just have to say rackets because I don't want to look up how to spell it. <laughs> Oh no! I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to amend my Kiwi Farm searches to rackets to find all the stuff about me. <laughs> you um, you were in very recently the Russell Greer thread when you covered. Whenever you did a Russell Greer stream, 
last that somebody screen capped you making like a wow face and the comment on it was just whenever i introduce someone to russell this is the exact face that they make (laughs) (laughs) uh he seems like a charming individual i can't wait to meet him i have been uh trolling him on and off (laughs) for many a couple years now you know who has the worst job like the person uh, who manages all the horrible people who are auditioning for like America's Got Talent, right? And they're they're like yeah. overseeing the room, and they're the person that has to like say, okay, uh, you act four thirty eight, uh, you you're next, and like you know because Russell's like talking to that person the entire time, right? Like that that's how I imagine his audition went. And, and everywhere he goes where they have someone who has to manage the crowd who just probably wants to kill themselves at any given moment anyway <laughs> is just like <sighs> and he comes over and go up there will I get to touch honey <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sing a song it's gonna be great <laughs> Do you I'm know gonna how call just- Heidi up and give her some flowers I got at the dollar store <laughs> I have a disability. I don't know if you know this, but I because I've overcome it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is this is definitely getting us put on both put on some kind of watch list from the yeah. ACL. Russell, Russell's watch list. <laughs> I had uh, I sh- I should let you know that um, after after doing the first Russell Greer stream, I did pick up a couple of fans who went to high school with Russell. So. Um, they, and they reached out and sent me messages. Oh, <laughs> no way. Are you serious? Dude, you need to interview them. Find out if the bathroom list is real. Oh, it's real. <laughs> really? Not allegedly? I'll uh, I'll look up exactly what was said, and uh, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll relay it, because I asked about it specifically. I just don't... I don't remember the exact extent of the answer, but um, yeah, I'll I'll send you I'll send you some info. About oh my it. God, Kiwi Farms would kill for that. Yes, you please send me that information. <laughs> oh, this has been a great conversation about porgs with Nick Rekeda. You should all go subscribe to him, and we'll see you on the next episode of Porg Chatter, where I think we'll be discussing how could you get a porg high. <laughs> <laughs> that might be that might be legal. I think legal for sure. It's gotta be legal because shallow bodies. You could drug test a pork for probably like a year after he smoked it, and there would be so much THC in his blood because he's just a foul body. <laughs> <laughs> it's three in the morning. All right, bye everybody. <laughs> bye. Hey. Hey, good episode.